0: Happy Easter, friends, if you celebrate it. I was just having a discussion with my good friend Drew a couple days ago, and we were talking about the difficulty in celebrating Easter, um, in that it's a really strange holiday, and I don't really know the lore of it. And I don't think that I... I think I like living in the mystery of not knowing what it is, because I understand there's something with uh, Jesus coming back and... um, surprising everyone and then somehow there's also the thing where there's a giant rabbit who hides eggs does he steal the eggs from hens and geese and ducks does he why are they colorful eggs um and are they candy eggs i watched the first 23 minutes of hop today from 2011 and i guess i got some answers there um the Canon for hop is that there's a factory on Easter Island, which by the way is I think just a couple hour uh, flight from Hollywood. <laughs> and there are Easter Island. the heads are there. and basically there's a big factory where uh, chicks, who many of which have Spanish accents, um, those chicks are responsible for making the candy. And then the Easter Bunny is a sort of Santa figure who goes all around the world in one evening. And he puts eggs and things on kids' porches and in their uh, grass. So I'm a little bit more lost um, than I was before I watched it. That being said, I'm feeling groovy today. I got the vaccination a few days ago. got the, the Janssen vaccination, and I'm definitely feeling it a little bit. Yesterday I was in bed for the majority of the day, just feeling a little weak, a little fatigued. Um, but I'm hoping that this is a step towards healing. And... I'm looking forward to seeing the people that I love closely again sometime soon. My guest today is Benjamin. Benjamin is the DP for Promising Young Woman that just came out. One heck of a film. There are so many classic feeling moments in the film uh, on first watch. And Bo Burnham, who I'm a personal fan of, I was very excited to see him. Uh, Act in a non-totally humorous way. And Benjamin and I's conversation was beautiful. I got to learn a lot about the film. Um, We talked about scenes in which things were calculated. We talked about scenes in which things were a little more um, on the spot. But I definitely feel even more enthusiastic about watching the film after our conversation. And we also got to talk about uh, other things that have to do with social interaction and missing others, and it was an absolutely lovely time, and I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy your Sunday, or whatever day it is when you listen to this. I'm currently drinking a cup of blueberry hibiscus tea in a large mug that I got from Goodwill. It says, spread wide the seeds of joy, watering them with your laughter. R. Gruber is quoted on the cup as well. I don't know who R. Gruber is, but those are some beautiful words, and I hope that you spread joy today. Here's my conversation with Benjamin. Okay, well, I think we're set then. So, how's your day been, man? What have
1: you been up to today? I am um, currently. I'm currently in quarantine, so this is. Uh... Oh. You know, that uh, old chestnut. I sort of made it through, I found two quarantines. Yeah, really randomly, this is the first job I've had in a while that has, because usually if you get a job abroad currently, they go, oh, there's a quarantine. And then they look for a local DOP. And this is the first job where they've gone, oh, we still want Ben. We'll pay for him to quarantine. And it's like, it's crazy. It's That's like, pretty know, cool. Day. I mean,
0: it's That's a right. compliment. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's true. That's true. I should see the positive. It's just like <laughs> it's a really odd thing cuz I was thinking about it today, isn't it? Sort of if you <laughs> you could probably spend 5 days at home no problem. You know what I mean? Like 5 days in your if you wanted to, but the minute someone tells you you're not allowed to leave, you sort of get really annoyed about it. <laughs> but like you know, if you have the option to leave, you could spend five days at home, six days at home and be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's fine.
0: <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting a break from the outside. <laughs>
1: yeah, and the minute, the minute you kind of like tell you, you're not allowed to do anything. No, so, but it's cool. It's cool. I'm really happy to be working, uh, to still be working. I made another I made a movie as well and during the whole pandemic as well. So I've been you know, I've been like really lucky, touch wood. So I, I you know, 14 days quarantine is whatever
0: yeah so what's the procedure did you get tested before you left and then as soon as you Mm -hmm. arrive you have to just sit still or
1: what yeah you basically test before you go you test when you come in even though you're negative it's like government rules to sit Uh still i sort of (laughs) i was trying to persuade i was like is there any way i can leave the room how about you know because they sanitize the gym and all that kind of stuff before and after but it's just like government rules. You're not allowed to.
0: So you literally can't leave your room in any capacity.
1: No, I mean today because they had to clean the room. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they, I'm allowed to go to like a conference room. Oh my own! Mm.
0: So that was
1: like a real big deal for me today. That nice little big, vacation big for you. <laughs> <laughs> big move. Um, anyway, yeah, but it's like you know, I guess a lot of people are doing this, and it's how kind of work. You know, you follow the protocols and get yeah. through it, you know. So what day is it? What day of quarantine are you at? Basically, a good question. Uh, yeah, I in, like, After day one, I was like, is this <laughs> No, I think I'm now in, I'm now in like day four, five. So yeah, I still do so quite You're getting three. right into the middle of it. Uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was kind of hoping that the law might change whilst I'm here. But <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Come on out forget
0: about it are you vaccinated
1: uh, no no um that's not i don't know when that'll probably summertime or something
0: yeah that's what it that's what it seems how was how was quarantine for you how do you handle it
1: the original the first quarantine the well, first yeah, quarantine sure that too yeah oh you meaning just now how i handled it. tell me both whatever you want <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, I mean, now I'm kind of like, it's good to have like a little routine. So I sort of try and do a bit of, I get up, still get up early, do the exercise. Then I go like, I walk to the bathroom, which is just there. Nice. You know, you have the shower, then I come back. Then I sort of like, I rearrange the desk. I can move around in different spaces. This desk is on like wheels. So sometimes I sit by the balcony and I'll open the windows. There's like a small balcony. So uh, I get some fresh air and I look out onto the middle of Milan. So it's quite nice. What is the view like? um, It's not an amazing view because Milan Milan is quite kind of small streets. Uh Well, in the area that I am. But it's just nice to see other people. I just, people watch (laughs) for a bit. And I did start to take some photos. You know, you do like, I was trying to, I was doing like little photos of Milan from my balcony. 14 days. Sort of, it's really nice Get dusk time. Just that sort of mm. blue hour zone. It's pretty good because it has those lovely overhanging the street lights in the area that I'm in. They're not the ones that are on the side that come up from the sort of sidewalk, as you say, but it's like we have, they've got the ones that are overhead uh-huh. and they'll sort of those pools of light that come into the center of the street. So it's kind of cool. Mm. So that's what you do? You I, just take photos all day? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm actually, I am a, also in prep of this job so oh yeah that's right i (laughs) am actually doing a job it's just like that was when it began i was like how do i fill this time
0: how do you how do you prep for something like what you're
1: going to be doing when you're just by yourself no there's a lot of zooms this zoom thing is taking over the world man it's sort of like You're doing real well (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's both uh i mean for some things i find it quite helpful in other ways i find it like much more stressful kind of thing I'd much rather I mean I'm quite a sociable being in a way so I don't uh-huh. really I kind of miss all that I mean I get it for some meetings I think it's really handy maybe you don't have to go in and you can just do it over zoom but you know I also find that conversation over zoom is slightly different you know what I mean well you'll know this you have yeah absolutely doing for a long yeah. time as well not that it can be like really fruitful and amazing but it's also. It's different from, you know, like the pauses and especially like having a bit of fun and telling some jokes is sometimes on Zoom doesn't quite, it doesn't I'm quite work. like, what? would you say? Just... <laughs> it, it doesn't quite land. You can't quite land all the all the funnies, you know. So, but, so, you know, but that's the modern world currently. Everyone loves it. I mean, the thing that's interesting is that now every, like, first call, like I used to get, if it's smaller jobs or you're just. You know, between films I'll try and do commercials and whatnot. It used to just be, oh, you get a call and you phone the director. Now it's like you're on a zoom, zoom, and you're already like before you know it, like two zooms in and you're like with the creative the director, the agency, and you're just like, hold on a second. This would never it wouldn't have gone like so you know what I mean? Somehow it used to, just that simple phone call used to be Yeah. You know, I miss it. I miss how, the old how sp- does
0: that affect
1: the creative process, do you think? I mean, I guess you could say it kind of like kickstarts it into. I my my worry with it is, is like you just, yeah, you don't you don't sort of ease in anymore. You just sort Mm -hmm. of straight into like, um, because the Zoom when it's set up as a kind of everyone's in the Zoom meeting. It it says in the name, doesn't it? Zoom meeting. It's already (laughs) like a sort of formal thing, and you have to get X amount of stuff across, but. The thing in film and with visual medium, there's this really fruitful time that sort of happens from exploring something. I'm not saying, I mean, this is, you know, but you know what I'm saying? So like the first phone call, you might just be discussing something with the director. And it's someone you might never have met because in commercials, Mm. they happen quite fast and stuff. So you might just be discussing even what's been going on in your day or whatnot and get something else. But that you can't do when there's like four or five people on it. Zoom.
0: Yeah, I just find myself sitting there like any, anytime I get an inkling to talk, I'm like, do I need to say this? I'm going to have to interrupt somebody <laughs> to say it. And they might not hear me also. There's like a 50% chance that no one's even going to hear what I have to say. So usually I'm just like, no, well, there it goes.
1: <laughs> it's gone. Missed it. Moment's gone. It's all right. I just, I miss just people.
0: <laughs> I miss there's the feeling of being in a room with somebody and just you can feel someone's energy and you can just looking at someone in the eye like close it's it's just strange over this and voices sound different you don't feel the like tone of someone's voice on your body through something like this i just feel my own
1: which yeah there's no resonance in that sense it doesn't kind of you don't get the kind of and body language and certain things yeah it's really kind of fascinating isn't it i mean the whole process of i have still done a bit of Traveling safe, traveling as it were, for mm-hmm. these jobs. But those yeah. like moments are quite kind of. They've become they're quite kind of exaggerated, aren't they? You're sort of at the airport, like tons of people. You're kind of counting like how many people are there. Is this like safe? And then yeah. like you know. But it's kind of great. I sort of like even doing that. I it was like, wow, that's great. It's other people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bring it all back. That's what I say. I'm looking forward, I'm, I'm just hoping it's gonna go crazy. I'm, I'm hoping for the two year party after this. Okay. I,
0: I've been thinking that, you know, despite all of the hardships, despite the tremendous death, like this, I there's so many pros to this that we won't see for some time, but just like the disparity in wanting to just be around other people. Like I've already felt when I've seen my friends in limited sorts of situations where like, I'll meet them outside, masked or something I just feel like this energy of just like I'm just so excited to see you like I'll joke more than normal just for the sake of just like playing because like you said like the the playing isn't there as much and I feel like that so often like when I take phone calls I just get fatigued like I'm tired of this (laughs) like just looking at you on a screen I don't know it feels like there's this you have to be louder first of all I was talking to my friend about this the other day you have to like yell sometimes especially if you're like in the car on the phone you're like hey and, and like you just everything has to just be up like a notch whereas if you're in person I, you can be right next to each other and I can just talk
1: like real low and it's no fine, for, sure, for no. sure there's also the mask I think like when you if you don't know someone and they're wearing the mask and they're talking to you that you really like especially when they tell me like stories with lots of names in it I can, I was like what what I mean what name was that you know it's really bizarre
0: and there's so much you're missing from the mouth you can only tell yeah. so much from the eyes and the eyebrows and especially someone who's like particularly nuanced with their joking they can tell you a dry joke and if you don't see their
1: mouth it's like oh okay yeah you really don't get it I'll tell you what on on the film I did in the summer there was um it was, you know because you get so. I mean, this is an amazing thing about humans. In a way, you get you sort of adapt, and your sort of facial recognition, for like just the eyes. Yeah. And like so, the eye and the forehead and the hair, like you start to, and you know everyone just like that. You know, like this is it. And once we were making, we were doing this movie, it's kind of a bit a bit road movie esque, moving around. So we we're in a bit of a bubble. And then, in the sort of evening, if you like, seen the people in the lobby of like the hotel or whatever eating or without the like mask, I couldn't recognize them. Yeah. I stopped recognizing the people. I could only recognize I like I was like, it's that. I mean it's really bizarre. It had this sort of you know the I yeah but like, like, it really said. got yeah. used to like doing seeing them like that.
0: I have coworkers who they take their mask off occasionally and I'm like <laughs> you like you don't look like the person and then I think yeah. that about them too like people don't know what I look like. They must yeah, not so like right. what is that? There's so much more going on down here. Like there's facial hair.
1: Oh my God, you've got a beard. Everyone's
0: got a beard. (laughs) One month ago, I decided I was gonna, I don't know why I decided now, but it was in January. I said, you know what, I'm just gonna let it go. And what's funny is for some reason, this is all blonde here. I don't know why it grows that way. This is all like dark, but for whatever reason, my entire goatee is blonde. So it's actually deceiving. It's it's longer than it seems, but it just looks kind of translucent. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i decided to to do that and i've been shaving my head a lot too so i decided to just let it grow for the rest of the year
1: it's a year wow. for growth see what happens okay that's it that's it go for it <laughs> thanks let man. it all go man this is the time <laughs> yeah little
0: little steps i'm i'm doing here yeah. so how
1: was flying is it weird is it safe i've done it a few times you know what i think yeah the You know, I think it's the airport. The airports are the bit that are probably more unsafe. Inside Mm -hmm. the sort of planes and stuff, I think, because they circulate the air quite a bit. It's not Mm -hmm. too... It doesn't feel... The planes I've been on haven't been too busy, so it's not... um, There's never, like, you're crammed in or anything. But I don't... I read so much about it during the summer because I did do a couple of really long flights, like 11 hours and stuff. And... um, yeah, I think actually because of that circulating air, it's almost up down. I don't know, every three minutes or whatever. They're actually pretty good in there. You're like probably safer than you are like wandering around the old supermarket or whatever. That's but oh. I think it's the airports and things like that where it starts becoming quite. You know what I mean? Because there's so many yeah. mix. But at the same time, you have to think. You're in a point where. Everyone on that plane, everyone in that airport has had a negative test at least, whatever, the 72 hours before. So is there a way to do it without that or is that absolutely mandatory at the moment? That's mandatory, yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't, you know what, it wasn't for quite a while in the UK, but they started that now. Is it a rapid all- test
0: that you have to get or do you have to get like the no
1: the pcr the pcr is it called pcr yeah. okay. i don't know i've that's never heard it. that
0: before so that's cool
1: <laughs> yeah makes the pcr one i've it's lost funny. count of
0: how many i've gotten at this point that's pretty strange oh yeah i don't know
1: like yeah Just stick the thing that's- up your nose yeah stop it around <laughs> started counting it stopped around 60 and then <laughs> so when you're not working and you're just sitting here
0: what is your go-to activity
1: oh here in the quarantine lockdown and quarantine yep what do you, no, do you in spend quarantine your time? i um am currently no i mean i do watch a lot of material and i read quite a bit um do you read stuff that's
0: significant to what you're
1: working on or just general now both, both, but not so much that I'm working on at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, I actually try and mix that up quite a bit. I know people submerge themselves completely, but I find, like, because you're so in it when you're working, that sometimes, like, on a moment off, or when you're trying to take a breather, it's actually good for me to do something completely separate, mm-hmm. and then that filters back in somehow. You know what I mean? Like
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so I'll read I'll often read uh, materials that are not so related to it and then find that that might contain some kind of key that might come back, you know?
0: Yeah. Is there anything you're, you're reading searching right too now?
1: Hard, you know, if you're searching too hard, you might not you might not see it. Type <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's a good way to look at it. I'm getting like Heath Ledger vibes where he, on his own accord, stayed in a hotel by himself for an extended period of time to get into no the role way. but you oh, no. what role being... was that <laughs> that was a the, the dark knight the joker is that
1: the dark oh, God, yeah he,
0: he yeah. like he rented a hotel stayed there by himself you know did his thing but it's funny that's what you're doing it's just not voluntary <laughs> so yeah. i just picture you
1: pacing around like a mad i'm gonna man. i'm gonna come out dressed as a nurse and <laughs> trying to wield some kind no but there's the uh... Yeah, it's, it's a funny thing, isn't it? It's like a lot of these. I think as a, when I was growing up, I used to sort of think about, um, I'd read stories about sort of families that lived in hotels and stuff like that. There was a sort of romanticism, or maybe it was because mm-hmm. it seemed so like lavish somehow, or like it was something that was completely alien to me almost. And I sort of feel like, yeah, it's sort of funny now, isn't it? You don't really hear so much of that. And now that I'm in hotels, I'm kind of like, God, Would you like to be in an apartment right now, where no one's hassling me? Maybe I can.
0: I I talked to a sound editor. He worked on what we do in the shadows. I think it was like a couple months ago, and he had the most brilliant childhood I've like ever heard of. He he lived in hotels his whole childhood. His dad like owed several hotels, and he would just like travel around the world. And at one point, he like one of them was like a horse farm, so he would do horse tours and live in the hotel. And um, I guess. I don't remember exactly how it relates. One of the hotels Marlon Brando would stay at. So like his dad was good friends with Marlon Brando and he went to school with Marlon Brando's son. So that helped the romanticism of living in hotels for me. Cause I was like, wow, just the thought of not having like a central home,
1: you know, it could either go the shining or. Yeah. I can go. No, that seems quite sociable. He's seems quite So that's like, you know, if he's got activities that you're doing, or if you're, that's kind of amazing. That's, um, my brother actually owns and runs a hotel as well, so that's really, actually, Yeah, 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 that's a different... And so I quite you, like does, going so to stay there. there. Well, there's like a hotel complex, then there's an apartment complex next to it, and then there's business complex next to it, so it's sort of these three buildings, and it has this sort of outside space. Huh. And it's... Um, they obviously live in the penthouse of the apartment uh-huh. building. But that's kind of... Yeah, huh. then I think, and you know, my niece and nephew is too kids that are growing up there and it is kind of I watch them play around there and it is kind of that's kind of quite amazing well because there's always stuff going on and they know the staff and you're moving around you know it's kind of cool you know that that is sort of different different thing
0: yeah it's a really vibrant environment you're always going to find
1: yeah somebody new
0: some new story (laughs) so so since you're living in one how does it feel like I mean, obviously an apartment, you're the one who furnishes it, but being in a hotel for an extended period of time, do you think it like allows a comfortable extended living experience with,
1: with what it's equipped with? (laughs) So that was uh no, I mean, it should, you know what? The beds are really comfy. This is in Italy. They do things. The beds are really good and the Uh bathrooms are really good. The bathroom's fantastic. It's all marble. It has like a separate space with the bathtub and it's like one of those soaking tubs Then it has like a rain shower and it has like two sinks. Then you have like the toilet and BD and another separate part. So they do that part really, really well. It obviously depends because I, I know I've been to like, you know, this is the whole thing, I guess, in America, you have a lot more space, but well, not all over, but in a lot of areas. You know, this is like the middle of Milan. So, you know, I'd like a little bit more living space, but then it's like being in, you know, when you're in New York or you're in London, you know, sometimes, you know, you pay over the odds for quite a small area. But they've done it, you know, they have tried to do it as tastefully as possible. Like I say, I have this desk that you can sort of move around and that sometimes Mm. I'll move it to the, you know, I'll put it near the sofa and then, or I'll put it near the window. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to tell you what annoys me the most. I'll tell you a little story of what happened today let's hear it so because they have these tvs you will have heard this story if you spoke to a lot of dps but (laughs) um so they have these obviously fantastic massive dp tv and you can play like you know from apple you can like stream it onto the tv but these tvs they all have that motion smoothness you know and because i was down here because i was (laughs) like i'm staying here i'm like listen i work in film, and I'm here to do a film. I have to watch a lot of things. So I phoned down and I said, I, "Is there any way that I can get the controller that lets me get to the settings?" They were like, "Now I, I sound like Larry David or something." But this is like, you know, getting get to the settings, and they got they're like, "Oh, sorry, uh, the technical the technical guy only comes in on like Mondays, so he's only going to be there on Mondays. I have to wait till Monday." Then the guy comes around today. Honestly, like. He was here for half an hour and there was no way to switch off the motion smoothness. I couldn't believe it. I was like shocked because the hotel itself has its own system. So it's not, they don't, I was like, can you just leave me the controller for the actual TV and I'll, Uh I'll switch it back to these settings when I leave but they didn't allow it. Yeah. It was really odd, but I find that really bizarre because like who wants to watch it like that? I guess it's good for sports. You know, so I said, like, why don't you have two settings? Have a sports setting and a film setting. You know what I mean? And just be done with it.
0: It's it's really weird. I had it pointed out to me for the first time a few years ago. And it was on like a friend's TV. And I was like, something about what we're watching just doesn't look. It might have been like, I think I was watching like Mad Max or something. It was like a very noticeable film where there was a lot going on. And it just looked like fake. I don't know. And I was like, what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's something going on here. It's always like the soap opera effect it's a little bit like you know it looks a little bit like a turkish soap opera but it's really bizarre because it does really change how you watch a movie you know what i mean like i put stuff on and i was trying to stream even if you're streaming from netflix or whatever it just it just changes how you see it
0: so what is it actually doing like technologically what's happening with that setting in the tv that makes it look
1: like that God, I've never given it enough time to actually say. No, as in like I mean, I guess it because it's a, it's so related to the movement. So what it's doing, I guess from a very layman's terms is you know if you're saying that things are short what 24 or 25 or 29 point right you know, then this and that's kind of also like we see your eye has a similar I think way of, of how this all began you know the why they chose sort of 25 frames or whatnot mm-hmm. and I think this is like blending it must blend all that stuff because it's very good the only time it's useful I think is with sort of live sports and things like I'm saying so fast like so movements fast and yeah where you don't notice it on those kind of that sort of arena if you, if you know what I mean but the minute you kind of Sit back and watch something that isn't live sports or whatever. I guess what's really odd is it—it it does something, and I'm not sure why that effect does that, but it ends up really separating. Yeah, it, everything becomes looks completely fake.
0: It looks like ghosts or something like yeah, as like, if
1: it's sort of been pasted on somehow. So. There must be something online that's written about this because it's an interesting point. I think never... I
0: think it takes frames. It like adds frames to it is my understanding. I don't really wow, so know. So it
1: really makes it as if it's like completely. I
0: think it, yeah, it creates material that's not really there. Like I think it like duplicates it in order to fill a gap that it thinks your eyes are going to see. So like it's going so fast that it thinks you're gonna miss some of the frames. So it adds anomaly frames to fill in that gap that's what i that's my understanding of what it is and that's why it looks so weird because it's
1: like not actually what's happening yeah, i also have no you idea know, what i'm you talking know, about you, now but you that sounds more like it i mean my thing is like just who came up with it which tv company came up with this who decided it was good. It it's the like- default it's the default on so many tvs <laughs> what are we doing uh we have to get rid of that that is a definite thing let's do it so <laughs> so that is the most important priority in the world That's right true. now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, what kinds of things are you watching then? Oh, currently, kind of, What did I watch? Um, no, I mean, I guess because there's not so much to watch. I watch what comes on on uh, Netflix or Amazon. Um, no, I watched Judas and the Black Messiah. I watched. How was that? I'm actually trying to watch. I try and watch a lot of this stuff. That's good. It's really good. It's also shot. It was Sean Bobbitt who shot it. Sean Bobbitt used to, um he was a tutor of mine when I was at the National Film School. So he actually cool. taught me quite a few things I know, especially about camera operations. I think I sent him yeah. an email <laughs> recently. You might get in touch at some point. I'm interviewing
0: some people from that movie. So I just don't, I don't remember. He might be in there. Yeah,
1: yeah. That'd be really yeah. cool. I think... It's a really handsome looking. It's a really powerful movie. In fact, I really liked it, and he his work in it is really great. So, I just thought because also because Promising Young Women is up for some awards, I thought it's interesting to start watching all of those just to be aware of, yeah, you know what's around and things like that. So I'm kind of go. I haven't seen them all because it's not all been released in Europe, but most of them have. So that was one I watched the other night. Um, I think gosh You know when you get asked this question, you're like, "What do you watch?" It's like you're watching stuff all the time, and you can't remember. <laughs> it shows you how many of them actually stick with you. You know what I mean? Do you keep track of what you watch in the year, at all? No, I would like to, like the sort of Steven Soderbergh thing of like writing everything that you watch, read, and I mean, I always think it'd be, yeah, because you can you can forget them, can't you? You know.
0: I started last year. I had a goal of watching 365. I got to like 240, but. I would um I actually did it a really painful way. I had a Google Doc where I just typed every single movie out every time I watched one. I did that all year. And then I got letterboxed or I got back on letterbox. I don't think I was using it. And they just have a diary feature where you can just like put the name in real quick and you you can actually do a little review. So that's been weird for me actually doing reviews again because I don't really like reviewing things because I just know like, like I have an opinion, but <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything but that's been fun so I've been logging it that way and then i I'm also writing it down I have a big planner and I write everyone down I write it I write the name the year how many star, I give it stars out of five stars that's how letterbox does it that's also weird rating things and then I'll write the day I watched it and the director so at the end of the year I can kind of see like what I what days I watched it if I've revisited the same director a decent amount it's cool. It's really interesting to look back because since I started doing that, like if I look at my movies from last year, I can pretty easily remember. I also wrote last year, I wrote where I was when I watched it and who I watched it with. So I'd write like, you know, home or movie theater, Royal Oak or whatever it was. Hmm. And that allowed me to remember, like, oh yeah, that night I was doing this with that person. And it changes the way that you feel about the film, also.
1: Yeah. Do you ever write down the time that you watch it? No, I never did that. It's only because when I used That's to. That's interesting. Yeah, because when I was a student, I worked. Uh, when I was in art, in art school, I worked. I worked at the Edinburgh Film Festival,
0: uh-huh. and I
1: used to work like ushering and all that kind of stuff, and uh, behind bars and stuff like that, to get free tickets basically and watch lots of movies. And obviously, at film festivals, there's that whole thing. You know, films start screening at 9 a.m. And I think when I first sort of, I was like, "Oh, who's going to watch them at 9 a.m.?" But in a way, it's like it's quite amazing to wake up you know have a coffee and just like watch a movie it's actually like I think some of the best because well, you're so concentrated in a way that really yeah, like, you're just to, like up yeah yeah and in a way you know it's something that I don't know I guess like it's so hard to continue to do it in regular life because every time it's like light outside or I was brought up in a, where we didn't even have tv and my parents would throw me out of the house in the morning and tell me to come <laughs> back at like six o'clock you know wow. so like whenever it's bright or light I have to go outside or you feel huh. guilty or whatever but in a way to have that discipline and sometimes to watch a movie not in the evenings you know what I mean like but especially something that demands a certain amount of attention I think you really
0: yeah it depends on the film like if you wake up and watch like 2001 like your days. Is over like it's going to be like three <laughs> o'clock That's yeah, true. That's i did that the other i actually i did that today i watched uh barefoot in the park today i woke up at 8 30 in the morning and i made a cup of coffee and i sat down and i watched it there you go and that was it was a really light film a movie i've seen before It was very happy yeah your mind's in a different spot and i also feel weird like i watched that i have an upstairs and then a downstairs and i watched that upstairs with the light coming in because I still need that. If I like watch a movie downstairs in the basement with all the shades closed at like 9 a.m., my psyche gets goofy because it's like, go, like look at that. Look at it out
1: there. It's cool.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: Why are you in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've been locked in. No, that's cool. That's cool. So you've watched a lot of stuff then over the year. Like this is, you're talking like 2020, you wrote all this down.
0: Yeah. 2020, wrote all down and I've been watching it this year. Uh, this year, I'm like, I'm a little behind. I'm. I think I'm like 20 movies behind this year, but I'm, I'm getting there. So, well, (laughs) last year, last year, like when quarantine first hit in like March, I was like 20 movies ahead of schedule, of like a of a movie a day for throughout the year. Like I was watching like three movies every day, just getting to like a grind. And I find that that's 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 really difficult now, like with a job and with
1: this. Yeah, that's crazy. That's what I do. Film festivals, I'd watch, you could get, like, near four. But then, like you say, I think when you watch something really powerful or something that gets to you or whatever, sometimes I would just, like, leave the cinema and I'd be walking around, just (laughs) walk around, end up, like, in a park somewhere going, like, what did I get here? (laughs) Like, really good movies change the outside world for you, you know what I mean? Like, that stuff is different when you walk out, and that's when you know, like, I think something's kind of changed. That's the point isn't it to
0: make you forget that it is some like it's all fake but it's to make you forget that i guess hmm. so promising young woman uh you did uh, that yeah. i just watched it's that down. a couple nights ago
1: oh. I, had a, I had a great
0: time i didn't i remember <laughs> i watched the trailer like a long time ago so i didn't remember what it was about and i just had a blast so i would yeah, love to that's... hear your experience
1: <laughs> It's uh, late on me. Yeah, it's good you had a blast. Did you watch it alone or with someone?
0: Yes, I watched it
1: alone. Okay. okay. Well, with my dog, actually. So not entirely alone, but no other humans. Not entirely alone. Yeah. No, it's good. It has, like, such an amazing effect with others around you as well, but obviously that's limited in the time. No, wh- while I was watching in. it, I was really thinking, like, this is a
0: really good movie to watch with a group of people just because there's a lot of, like, moments to react to. Like the movie wants yeah. you to react to them almost, not like desperately, but there's space there. Like, I feel like there were a lot of shots where it was just like not silent, but it was just music with whatever was happening, which I love because you yeah. just get to sit with it. Like, specifically when she like destroys that car and that shot where she's just standing there, you're just like.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a great with little it. bit. Yeah. It's a good burst of energy. It's sort of like just being quite static in points up to that. Point as well, I think. We did do that in one. There was like one take version of that, but then we I think we cut in, I think it cuts inside and comes out. How do but, yeah. you come
0: how do you decide to do shots like that?
1: Um that's both that's from that would have been from when we wrecked, I think when we scouted uh-huh. with Emerald. And so actually, because it was smashing the window, I think. You know there were like just I don't even know if we had that many because it was quite low budget that movie and we might have only had like two goes and also Mike McGowan one of the operators on it was like an amazing he's like really good on Steadicam mm-hmm. and um, I just remember when we were like blocking it out she takes the tire iron and comes around it had that feeling of like this could be a winner and like you say because it didn't have. There's not so much dialogue it's good that we sort of have that burst of momentum and i think in and young women there's so many moments that were quite calculated um, throughout the emerald had written in mm-hmm. not written in but had she'd had a firm idea about it do you know what i mean like there's many pieces like the first time we have a close-up or the first uh-huh. time that we have you know there's many that we were like right this is all it's sort of quite precise, you know, like Cassie's plan. It was all quite precise. Mm-hmm. So then that moment when we talked about it, I'd have to go back to the shortlist if we'd actually written. I don't think we wrote down a one or a, probably until we'd seen it and we were with the car and we we uh-huh. like, seen like Carrie pick it up and move around. We were like, you know what? This could be a real, a moment. It also gives it its own, you know, it's a little bit of a set piece in that sense yeah i always and, find that that weight, waiting wise that's really good then because there's been so many moments that have been quite stasis quite static maybe with very small movements or very deliberate movements and then you just have this kind of burst like she has you know
0: yeah i'm trying to think of when do you remember when she did that like she did it right after something like it was like a totally different tone i feel like
1: yeah I so she remember, would have done but... it if i <laughs> She did it straight after um, being in the dean's office. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Was it the dean's office or was it? That was what my memory said. Was it after the lawyer? I think it's the dean's office. And I think, you know, I think because there's that question that we were building up. There's an, you know, it's not that. I mean, Cassie has to do this and she wants this is the mission that she's gonna go on and it's quite a well it's a but ultimately a life or death death mission whether she knows all of that or not but it's also I think it's quite an interesting moment because it questions how much you know I don't know if she's getting so much and she feels like she has to do it but enjoyment or anything from this it's actually quite a thing you know what I mean to go through I think and then just have some dude shouting at you <laughs> it's obviously but you know what i mean like as um, it's quite a a big journey for her no there, there's so many moods
0: in the movie because it goes from like like at times it's got that feeling of like none of this is really that serious it's like actually kind of fun just because of like the colors her wardrobe some of the neon lighting like it's just got that fun like campy almost sort of vibe but then yeah yeah then there are moments where you have to sit with the weight of why she's actually doing this. And it's a very, very awful circumstance. (laughs) Like it's not, it's not like some fun revenge plot at times. Sometimes it's just an actual, like it's a burden that she, she's forced to have with her.
1: Yeah. 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 Even like the, when she, you know, the guys who try it on and everything, and then she kind of gets her own back or like sort of has that, Sort of existential go at them i don't think i don't know how much enjoyment you know because even the next day in the house and stuff she's not like oh that's changed yeah you know that i guess that's what the the struggle of it is in a way so yeah that was sort of one of those yeah you would you moments. would expect like a typical
0: she gets her revenge or is on her way and there's this sort of like yeah i did it like kind of moment and i guess you kind of get that at the very very end but it's so dark by that point that like, it doesn't feel like that typical kind of thing. So I'm glad that like, that didn't happen throughout the movie. Like she had moments of that where she was like doing something like goodnight, Nina, like that kind of stuff. But yeah, she was always struggling, you could see. And I, I thought the like, the romance with Bo Burnham was really, really cool to sit with and watch because she- Yeah, she, that's great. Her chemistry was great. I think she played it reserved really well like even when they were like it was like they were infatuated in that little period of time you could still feel her like reservation and i thought that was yeah. really good
1: yeah she did sort of you don't know, think by the time you got to the pharmacy maybe she'd let go there was like cuz i always like i really buy into it i bought into i wanted it to work <laughs> yeah you know, i think i remember when like we were filming that scene and it was like, we were, really, cause that's kind of like the peak point of that. I guess like really important to sort of try and get the audience to a point where you really don't see what might come next. Yeah. By going like, wow, is this, is this what's happening now?
0: And I think I'm like, I'm a sucker for Bo Burnham in general. Like I've loved him for many, many years. So like, I was already like rooting for him. Cause I know he's, he's taken a break from c- comedy to be an actor like that was what he wow. said so i was just like geek to see him like there were moments where he was being completely he wasn't being funny in any way he was just acting and i was like i was just so excited as a fan to see that in general that i like even look past the movie at some points but yeah like the the paris hilton scene is fun <laughs> how did how did that like what was the prep for that
1: or the was there an idea before
0: because it turns into a music that, video, real quick.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that was written in. It was It was always in the script. Uh-huh. Um, as a moment, I'm. what might have changed was, I think it began and it wasn't in a pharmacy, but it was in a different location. But it was always a date that they went on. The Paris Hilton song was in this original script. That's one of Emerald's um, favourites. And I think she says it, "But yeah. And then it's like, I mean it was actually in essence the filming of it was much more freestyle than really probably any other moment in the mm-hmm. movie because the movie is quite calculated like i was talking about right but then i think within that that was a moment where they they really kind of like i mean they learned the words to the song or whatever but they could improvise around that mm-hmm. if you like i mean bull bursting the crisps and like going up to the cashier and then coming mm. around and all that and we would you know in essence because you're in this sort of like little you know you're between the shelves there there's not it was always going to be a far sort of more fun yeah it's all harking back to those like music videos back in the day mm-hmm. you know what i mean if, But it, if, was, it felt like
0: a musical at one point like where the where it kind of goes into a dream state where it doesn't even yeah. feel it feels like surreal. It's like <laughs> like the audience is in on the joke that this is like just completely like play. I think it did that yeah. a really good job of that of just getting you into that sort of headspace that they were in of just like la 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 la, whatever we do, it doesn't matter, or just you know.
1: Yeah, which is also because the movie is aware of its genres and the other genres that have come before. Yeah. I mean, that's written as a It begins the montage sequence, as it were. So Uh even to have that, a montage sequence, love sequence in a Mm -hmm. sense, is so reminiscent maybe of, you know, it talks about a lot of those movies probably, that you know, 90s movies that we would have all watched. And you know what I mean? So you sort of get to it and you're like, yes. Even if the song doesn't mean that much to you, or it could be, but you sort of like understand that. That's, uh,
0: yeah, you get the feeling. You're like, okay, I know what I know what they're feeling. I think that that's the most important part. for yeah, sure. yeah,
1: and I think they both are feeling that as well. That's the other thing. It's not like even by the end, so many things change. But I do think that Cassie does uh, fall for him. Then you know, yeah, which is probably a big thing for her.
0: Yeah, and, and like I said, like, it's at least as as of me as a viewer, like, I was really trying hard to, like, pick up what the mood was several times, like, even when she confronts him for the first time with the video, like, you get the kind of sensation that, like, it's over, like, she's, she's officially on, like, the, I'm gonna f- do what I was going to do, like, finish my reign of terror, or whatever you want to call it, the chapters, yeah. like, but there's still just a little bit, like, man like is the forgiving just completely dead like completely gone blip you know and i what's i knew it was him when i heard the video like i love that by the way that like they the video plays but you don't see it until like later but i just heard his voice and i was just like fuck like man yeah 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 <laughs> that's yeah. him <laughs>
1: dark that's dark yeah that's a big moment yeah and, like, at the end,
0: or, or, man, the shot where Al kills her, I felt like that was the longest shot I've ever seen. Like, it just really takes its time with just, like,
1: <laughs> getting yeah, close to him. Two and a half minutes, I think. It is, <sighs> something like that. Or, yeah, time out. But that was also written in, like, Emerald's really? um That was something that she was, yeah, very definite on. Not that it was, had to be a single shot and it was going to take the length of time it would take to uh-huh. suffocate someone of that size and whatnot. It was, was that right. accurate? Yeah. Like, so that's all accurate. That's researched. You I was know, really curious like medical, about that. From a medical professional. Yeah. It was all researched. And then, oh. so it wasn't, I think Emerald was always like, that has to be, we're going to play it, whole thing, on mm-hmm. how long it takes because so often in, movies of course it's, you know cut down or
0: well that's funny because i've been tricked know. i've been tricked by past movies because while that was happening i was like she would be dead by now like there's no way it would take the song uh, for him so
1: I, that's amazing that that's actually like yeah i think it, that sort of suffocation thing is um just take yeah and then the i think the limbs, only, yeah yeah and then maybe i would i would have suggested we do the move in or we sort of came upon that we'd actually be creeping in slowly. I guess that's like a sort of motif that began much earlier on in the movie when Cassie's sort of, uh, you know, that the camera is slightly predatory. So like, I think it even begins, yeah, when she's with Madison in the in the restaurant and she asks about Mina, you'll feel the camera just start to move. It's almost like start encircling it's prey. And then by the end, it's kind of coming to her, you see yeah that's a kind of that's rad and also the the
0: very end i i appreciated how much space there was to sit with what was going on like as the cops approached and stuff it, it again wasn't like text cops are here people are like wow like it was just like like bo burnham was it felt like he was sitting there for a while just being like
1: damn <laughs> what's happening
0: yeah, what's the happening? cops
1: they were like so late they came like still so, there's like Johnny come lately it was like, like you know what I mean yeah
0: and I also appreciated just like this seems to get, get better as movies go on but just giving every character a sort of dynamic nature like obviously Al troubled fella but like the fact that he wasn't just like some dude who was like yeah I did what I did like he was, he was really not in a good spot. And yeah. I, I got the sensation with this movie that I, I don't get with every movie for sure. Where like, not in a bad way, but it could have ended at many different points. And so when okay. the next scene comes up, I was just like, oh, like, like it could have ended when she died. I would have, like, I got, I had figured it out. Like I was like, okay, she died for, her. yeah. And then the dude comes in the next morning. I'm like, oh, we're we're doing this now. <laughs> like, <you're> gonna <laughs> find her. And I loved that too.
1: Yeah, was that yeah. all one? Sh- just, was that
0: all one shot when he came in?
1: Uh, no, no. Well, when he comes in, he comes over to the bed, goes back. I know he gets on but the bed. I have at to one rewatch. Point. Yeah, yeah. It does maybe play out until he sits, and then we'll come back to. Uh, i would have to rewatch it. It's not one. It's not all one take though. Hmm. But there's a move over. Yeah, we bring him from coming in to like getting up onto the bed. I think right. That's correct. I'm or coming over, over. sorry to Al in the back, saying I think it's mm. kind of is my fault. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. uh But I think originally that was Emerald's the original original ending. I think maybe in our first draft. Uh-huh. I mean, that's where it ended with them burning the body. But anyway, I thought that, that yeah, that which too, would be was like, like really dark. I mean, I thought really that dark. too. I was
0: like, well, that'll be the end. But I mean, I feel like I don't know. By that point, there were already a couple moments where it kept going, and I was like, "There's going to be more than just the burning." Like, that's a pretty, that's a heavy ass, that's a place to end. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's cut, like
0: to cut the black.
1: Maybe the more accurate ending, but definitely for an audience, quite. Yeah,
0: I was just really thinking, like, obviously, this is an incredibly relevant film, and so I, I, I was thinking at that moment, like this would be one of those, those endings where it doesn't have a happy ending because that's the truth of the matter that people can just get away with terrible things of that nature, whether it be, you know, what happened to you or what happened to Cassie. Um, I liked the ending. I, I liked that it ended up being like a, I thought, I didn't know she, I didn't expect her to have scheduled messages. I was thinking that too. I was like, wow, technology has allowed for this kind of a movie ending, you know, like,
1: yeah that's true also she
0: mailed stuff out so that doesn't make any sense she also had paper
1: (laughs) yeah there was also the old school methods yeah yeah it's true true. no it's good i think that's the last 30 or so pages was definitely one of the big draws towards doing the movie in the first instance you know when i first read it that was like one of the big just because you don't read that, it doesn't happen that often, obviously. It's not like a sort of ending. It's not a Hollywood ending at all. And it's also amazing to, which I think it worked. you know, it's like to work on a film where the twist ending works, people don't see it coming. Do You know what I mean? Yeah. If you imagine how many stories we've seen, and I remember like, you know, there was that period where like, there was sort of like the usual suspects and Seven and like, you know, it was just all these twists were happening. It was like maybe the late 90s or whatever. Yeah. It was like all these twist movies. And then that kind of went away in a whole twist thing. And then I just thought like, when we screened this at Sundance, where it was just like, wow, that's like, people really, that's like a twist that <laughs> people didn't, you know, so just to be, to sort of do that and try and when I first read it, just to go like, wow, oh, how are we going to do that? How are we going to pull it off? How's was, you know, that's kind of great. You know? Yeah. So, kind of like amazing thing
0: yeah i watched i watched the game recently the david fincher film oh yeah great film and that was like that was one of the movies where there was so many twists <laughs> i was just like i was delirious by the end of it
1: like oh it was, by the it end the premise i think is so good yeah.
0: yeah it's it's awesome and, and i got like some very deep like spiritual like ego it's like like Psychological vibes for a while, but I mean, Fincher himself has said that the third act was like. <laughs> oh, did he say that? Yeah, he, yeah, he said it, he said that it goes act, a
1: little bit over the yeah, it goes a bit bonkers.
0: It just kind of goes on its thing, but yeah, I mean, I was I loved every second of it, but like that one moment where the guy like quotes the Bible, I was like, whoa, like they're talking about enlightenment here.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he,
0: yeah. And then he jumps into a big <laughs> trampoline or whatever. <laughs> It was fun. I had a great time. All right, man I, a good look, man. I think we. uh I think we got enough material here. We've been talking for a minute. Hello. Have we been talking for quite some time? It's two fifty-four. I think it was around two when we started talking. <laughs>
1: All right, man. Great. I know time's moving differently for you, but <laughs> yeah, Milan time is different. This is where you sort of get the red wine, open the red wine. <laughs> Second chapter. No, really nice to speak to you man. You too man, I'll let you know when I publish
0: this. this